0: Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The
1: title of this interview is How to Transform Conflict into Intimacy. Our guest is a unique relationship mentor who helps couples transform conflict into intimacy and women to attract and inspire their man to fulfill their deepest needs and desires. A highly successful alternative to relationship therapy, our guest helps women and couples create a secure emotional connection, not just problem solving or communication skills. She holds numerous certifications in coaching, NLP, and emotional healing modalities. She is the author of the book, The Commitment Roadmap, From Dating to a Lifetime of Love. Having worked with thousands of clients from around the globe since 2005, she leads workshops, retreats, and online courses for women and couples, and creates custom coaching programs to help people attract, reignite, and sustain lasting love. Ladies and gentlemen, and others, Valerie Green.
2: Oh, thanks so much, Tony. I really love speaking with you. We were just chatting. I think we've known each other for... Uh, at least 10 years,
1: I think, or almost 10 years. We met at a workshop, maybe at Melissa Tears. Yes, that's it. Center Mm -hmm. for Integrative Hypnosis. Yes. Uh, And uh, I was already an LP practitioner and you, well, I remember when I first met you, you you're stunning you're beautiful so wow who's this beauty but uh, you had a, you got a brain behind those eyes so that was very very cool <laughs> and we talked you know we became friends very quickly uh matter of fact you were one of my first friends in the workshop you know i'm always making friends yes, yes. and um and you have had a wonderful career this is this great how you have really i mean just turned pro <laughs> it's fantastic oh
2: thanks so much yeah Took a while. I've been coaching since 2005. So, <laughs> which, I mean, you, know, you re- really, the <laughs> it really made a niche though, and that's yeah. where it's at. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And you too. I mean, you know, you've done so many things. Um, you know, we were just talking. I mean, because you do NLP and you're a filmmaker. You know, well, I'm really intrigued by everything I, you do. I, I, I had
1: a life coaching practice, which I closed officially in 2018, and I created a, a new c- technological coaching a whole new kind of, of, of coaching, true self-help coaching. And it's uh, we've been working at it for years to launch it. We're going to launch it finally. And this is going to be a game changer uh, for the world. Talk about niches. You know, yeah. self-help will be, will be transformed by this new uh, product, which makes self-help actually work <laughs> you know i love self-help but if it if it really worked i would have been a millionaire a long time ago so uh, we'll make yeah, we could talk a lot about that of course yeah that's that's a very universal topic but let's talk about you i mean we're, we're i have you on this podcast to talk about you now at least let's say 90 percent, valerie 10 percent, tony <laughs>
2: okay <laughs> so of course i'm here to talk about how uh, both individuals and couples can stop recurring conflict and actually connect on a deeper level. So well, that,
1: how do you transform conflict into intimacy? Yes, that's a
2: wonderful question.
1: Um, so the first thing
2: that I have to say about that, and this was certainly my journey, because I grew up in a household where my parents were really loving but they had a rule that they would never fight in front of me, so I never got to see what it looked like to resolve conflicts. Um, and uh, I used to actually fight with my dad a lot because he would make me wrong, and then I would be defensive. And so I, it took me a while to learn this too. And I, I just want to say that right out of the gate that I nobody grows up knowing these skills. You know, we we have to learn them from somewhere. Nobody teaches them in school, unfortunately. Gosh, wouldn't it be amazing if they did? Um, so the first mindset shift that I had to learn that I want people to take in is that conflict is not something to be avoided. It, that's you know what uh, most of us, myself included, used to do. Um, and that the mindset shift is that instead, conflict is an opportunity. If two people, I know it doesn't occur as that, but if two people have different views on a subject, it's an opportunity to find out on a deeper level when you get curious, why is their point of view important to them? What does the other person need underneath their upset? You know, what, um, what are their important values? What's important to them in life? Because if we're upset, the more upset we are, the more important something is to us. And I'll share more about this later, but it's not usually about the issue on the surface. It's not about the dishes. It's not about money. It's not about, you know, uh, parenting styles. It's about what those things mean to them on a deeper emotional level and if you can get past your initial defenses which I'll talk about with the mistakes and have curiosity to really get what the strength of your partner's upset what that why they're so upset like not why the story as you know <laughs> you know of course we have to listen to the story but why in terms of what are their deeper emotional needs what are their deeper values what are their uh, deep what's their dream and their vision for what it is that they want and if you're and their history you know really giving empathy about this is such an important uh, issue for them because it's been going on their whole life you know once we really feel seen by our partner on a deeper level for those things, that's what really creates a secure emotional connection. And that's what keeps relationships alive.
1: Wow. What a wonderful reframe, turning conflict into opportunities. As a matter of fact, you know, in personal development, we say feelings are signals, you know, yes. they're not to be run from, they're yes. to be observed, embraced even. And yes. in, in, in here, whether it be the conflict, whether it be internal or external, wherever it is, it's an opportunity that's that's the way
0: exactly. to change things up
2: it's and i love that you said internal because i also help my clients cuz in order to be curious about someone else <laughs> when they're upset you first have to learn how to be curious about yourself when you have a feeling that you don't like like you exactly what you said feelings are signposts To point out like, hey, you have a deeper need, you have a deeper value, you have a deeper desire or dream. And if you suppress the feeling, you never really get to learn more deeply about what's important to yourself.
1: It's essential. In coaching, We whatever a client wants a goal or wants to go somewhere, we have to find out where they are first. And a feeling is where you're at. Okay. Yeah, it's a transitory thing. But what are you feeling? What's happening? That's where you're at at the moment. That's essential to be cognizant of that, to have that wherewithal. And a lot yeah. of times, people need to be guided that, be guided for that, because they're like, no, no, ooh, intense feeling, anger, <laughs> sadness, oh no, denial, whatever. And that just is not conducive, uh, conducive to, um, you know, going working through it. Yeah,
2: exactly. And I know, I, you know, I was just like smiling as you were saying that, but I, I'm just smiling because you have such an entertaining personality, um, you know, which is probably what makes you so good at, at making people feel safe, expressing their feelings, you know, because that is the thing is that we need to, um, in order to feel safe, feeling and expressing our feelings, we have to have an attitude of self-compassion, compassion for others, because it, it's actually not funny, right? It's like actually really, um, when, you, when you're sad or you're angry, et cetera, it's not fun, it's something that that all of us, myself included, have a tendency to avoid, right? I mean, I'm sure you've studied triune brain theory, and that like even if we say we want uh, to, uh, you know, feel our feelings, then when we get sad or angry, most of us are controlled by our programming, right? Which comes like which which is, uh, you know, right, fight or flight, because <laughs> our body is um, designed to survive, not to make us happy. But as you know, and as every self-help guru knows, and that when we want something, we have to embrace the resistance and be willing to live outside our comfort zone and, um, you know, at the edge of our comfort zone, right? Because then we shut down. And, And to be able to validate our defenses, like, oh, this defense is coming up, let me um, use whatever tools I have to be able to transform it as opposed to just suppressing it, right?
1: Totally. Uh, Valerie, uh, obviously, you really know what you're talking about. You know, by the way, I recall I went with my then girlfriend to a workshop of yours, I think it was about 2015 or so, uh, and we still wound up breaking up. So I blame you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what you were professing was so invaluable. But, you know, when you, when, when a person gives you knowledge and or principles or wisdoms that can be either helpful or, or, or transformative, you don't take the help. You know, if you're not willing to do the work, you ain't going to get anything. <laughs> right.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And that's right, what, there's that That uh, joke about uh, how many coaches or therapists does it take to change a light bulb?
1: Uh, I think it's 17.
2: (laughs) Right. I know. I'm always working with like several practitioners just because I'm like, you know, let's do it. But no,
1: it's only one. It's just that the light bulb has to want to change. Exactly. Let's just take a quick moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back with Valerie Green.
0: This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio. When people learn something, they want to use it so it has real value and the best teacher is experienced. Visit www.proficio.io. That's P E R F I C I O.io, where Proficio will have you taking action with what you're learning immediately. You'll be closer to your goals before you even realize it.
1: You are listening to the Self Help Coaching Podcast with Valerie Green. Valerie, uh, are there different fighting styles and do they sabotage intimacy?
2: Yes, that's a, a, a wonderful question. I prefer to call them fighting styles because I think it's more fun to know, oh, what's my fighting style? Right. Cause it it's not as um <clears throat> uh I don't know what the word is, like embarrassing as saying what's my attachment style. Cause actually the fighting styles are based on the attachment styles mm-hmm. and attachment research has really blown up in the past 20 years, which is amazing because. Uh, they, they say 50% of the population has an insecure attachment style and um, if you have an insecure attachment style and it's un, unhealed, and I look at an attachment style as just being a skill set that you can learn, and that is what the research shows, um, you know it's about healing um, old wounds and learning skills. Um, but, you know, th- then it's, if you if you don't do that, it's going to cause recurring conflict. That's just the cycle that most of us get caught in, myself included. And so I call them fighting styles because they're fun. Um, and we'll focus on the, <clears throat> there's actually um, four attachment styles. It's uh, anxious, preoccupied, uh, a, a dismissive avoidant. Then there's the fearful avoidant, which is also called ambivalent and Um, Then there's secure, which is, you know, how we all aspire to be. But like I said, I'm going to talk about fighting styles. And so I'm going to focus on um, the two that are the cause, the biggest cause of recurring conflict, which I call the tiger and the turtle and
1: the tiger. By the way, I didn't hear you mention my fighting style, Jeet Kune Do. That's a martial oh art. yes, <laughs> that's a martial arts that I practice. <laughs> but yes, What's that very like good. when you're fighting with your partner, <laughs> you are like <It's>, take that, <laughs> right? Oh, this is my emotional attachment. My mother didn't do this. My father didn't do that. It's so funny, but it's you're so right. You know, our attachments, things we can't let go of. That's the things that hinder us the most, or or reoccur until we resolve them. It's just incredible.
2: I know, and I mean, one of the the next mindset shift that I wanna share around it, um, which really comes from Susan Johnson's work, and she's one of the uh, top researchers about attachment and her uh, modality of emotionally focused therapy, uh, I believe still has the highest success rate because it focuses on the attachment styles and how to create secure attachment, which is usually what's really underneath recurring conflict, Um, and so, uh, the mindset shift is to not blame your partner when you get caught in this recurring cycle. Uh, I actually teach couples, and this comes from Sue Johnson's work, how to name the cycle and then be like, oh my God, we're caught in the whirlwind again. Okay, let's get out of it, you know, as opposed to you did this or you didn't do that, right? Because like that then feeds the cycle. And so I mean, I'll share that, but of course, now I'll talk more about it. So the, the anxious, preoccupied type, I call the tiger. Because uh, these are these are all defenses, right the it's a defense against feeling hurt. that's you know what we create these defenses when we're very young because we feel hurt and we either go into fight or flight. you know usually that's our pattern or freeze, but I, I'll, I'll lump freeze into the flight category because you know even though you're still here, you're checked out, right? Um, and you know I don't want to judge that. I mean I you know there's so many, uh, somatic experiencing, so many modalities that help people get back into their bodies. Um, but, you know, so it's either, usually the fighting style is when you feel hurt or cause uh, anger is a reactive emotion. And so there's a softer emotion underneath like hurt or fear or shame or something like that. So in order to avoid feeling that we either uh, get angry and fight and blame the other person and um, that is more the tiger fighting style, which is usually the anxious um, attachment goes to fight uh, because um, it's just that they're more in touch with their anger than they are with their, uh, with their they're more in touch with their feelings, um, but usually they're only in touch with the anger. So the healing mm-hmm. is that they can access the softer emotions underneath. Um, and then the second fighting style I call the turtle, because they withdraw into their shell. Um, and uh, you'll you'll see so the, the tiger will approach a conflict like you did this or you didn't do that, and I'm really upset about it, and this has to change. And but you notice how it's fight, right? It's like you're you're the other person, unless they're really skilled in going like being curious about you then it's gonna push the other person away. So the, the fight um, emotion, you know, the, the fight energy pushes the other person away. And so the healing is learning how to tap into your softer feelings and really get in touch with what you want underneath it rather than what you don't want, uh, because that's what's inspiring is to talk about what you want, you know, rather than what you don't want. And of course, to be curious about what the other person wants and create a win-win. Um, and then the other fighting style, the turtle, um, they usually when they feel attacked, um, they withdraw, they'll either withdraw by getting defensive, which you can tell is just like a defense against them feeling, um, you know, the, uh, you know, Oh, I'm doing it wrong. Like feeling that inadequacy, um, they they'll get defensive, uh, or they'll get overwhelmed. We see this a lot. It's like called getting flooded. It's like, it's like a circuit breaker that has reached its capacity and it shuts off that's the freeze response. Sometimes it could be disassociating, but it's just like, oh my God, this is, I can't handle this, I'm overwhelmed, I just can't, I'm shutting down, right? And they're not even usually aware that they're shutting down, it's just happening. Or they'll be dismissive and say something like, you're being a child, I'm gonna go into the other room and talk to me when you're calm, you know? by yeah. the way,
1: you know, this is obviously fantastic information. I listened to your podcast recently. Uh, I think it was Alicia Devon you had on there. Fantastic. Yeah. So listeners, viewers, check out Valerie's podcast. At the end, we'll we'll give the info. But, oh, I totally endorse it, recommend it. Great, great stuff from both you and your guests. You guys were talking about things I never heard of before. Zoom dates. We're in the age of Zoom dates. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, COVID. Oh yeah, really uh, extended I orgasms yeah. better, <laughs> but yeah. Talking about extended orgasms. Now let me ask you, Valerie, is there any way you lessen the orgasm? Mine are too big? I gotta make <laughs> <laughs> I make too much noise. <laughs> well, <it's> uh, soundproofing. <laughs> uh okay. <laughs> All right. At this funny moment, we'll take a break to hear from our sponsor and then we'll come right back with relationship coach Valerie Green.
2: This episode of Self Help Coaching is brought to you by Perphysio. Poor finances are the leading cause of stress, divorce, and general troubles. Financial managers, coaches, and consultants are great, but responsibility rests with you. There are new answers. Visit www.perphysio.io. That's P E R F I C I O.io. Where you can truly learn the foundational attitudes and methods of accruing wealth and staying wealthy.
1: Okay, we're back. You're listening to the self-help coaching podcast with relationship coach Valerie Green. Valerie, what is a secure attachment? We talked about these attachments, but what is the secure attachment?
2: Yes, thank you so much. And like I said before, secure attachment—the way I look at it—is a skill set. So um, that's how I look at it from a coaching paradigm. Um, of course, there's emotional healing that needs to take place around our triggers, and that is also something that I facilitate. Oh, my God, that's the
1: cutest mug. <laughs> I think that girlfriend gave me.
2: You know, the <laughs> I keep the it's if you're listening, it's like this cute little um, cartoon. Is that like the Tasmanian devil?
1: <laughs> it's an <laughs> owl. It's No, it's a fox with a heart. It's
2: a fox with a heart. Oh, my God, so cute. Okay. But anyway, yes, secure attachment. <laughs> I'm not saying that to avoid the topic. It's just adorable. Um, Secure attachment is, which they say about 50% of the population has, I mean, you know, who knows um, uh, if it's it's not clinical research, right, it's the sociological research. Um, So some people say they think it might be even less than that, but um, what secure attachment is, is, it's a skill set and a belief system of being able to, like I said, um, to feel comfortable feeling your feelings and that you're comfortable um, being around other people who are expressing their feelings, you know how to have empathy, you know how to identify what you want and you feel comfortable um, with your softer feelings. And you could also like, you're able to, you're not triggered. I mean, of course, when you're triggered, everyone gets triggered. You you know how to self-soothe, which is a skill that I teach. And so, I mean, I think it's a misnomer out there that if you have a secure attachment style that you never feel insecure, of course, everybody feels insecure. We're humans, right? I mean, sure. Maybe there's like enlightened people out there that don't, um, (laughs) but the difference between, uh, insecure attachment and the way secure attached, securely attached people, uh, deal with when they feel insecure. If you have a secure attachment, when you feel insecure, you know how to self-soothe, you know how to Um, still see things from the other person's point of view. You trust that the person you're in relationship with wants to hear what you want. And you know how to ask for what you want in a way that draws the other person closer and invites them into solving the issue. It's a solution focused approach rather than blaming the other person and making them wrong and pushing them away. And that um, you know, you feel comfortable in close relationships you know how to support somebody else when they're upset. You feel comfortable, um, you know, uh, being the other person's cheerleader. The other person's success doesn't make you feel inadequate. You have high enough self-esteem, you know, to, to want to create this partnership where you're both growing together. And um, it's like I said, it's a skill set. And Speaking
1: those are. Attachments, let me ask you this, Valerie. You know, we mentioned the the really cute mug I'm drinking from. The, that I mentioned, my then girlfriend gave it to me. That girlfriend, I'm 55 years old now. I'm I'm ready to die, but <laughs> but that girlfriend was much younger than me. So she, you know, she had a lot less experience in life. You know, I don't say that derisively, just factually. So in life, I've accumulated vast souvenirs and possessions. And ones that belonged to ex-girlfriends or either were gifts of ex-girlfriends, she took great issue with. and she tried to rel- eliminate it from my life. Shes saying she would say that was energies or, or, or maybe her own insecurities or jealousies, whatever. What, what's your opinion on that about having items that from previous romantic relationships?
2: Oh gosh, I mean to be honest, I don't really have an opinion on that um, because I think that it affects everybody differently. Mm. You know, meaning like uh, the 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 mindset that I teach to couples is that if one person has a really strong opinion on the issue, and you do go deeper because that's how to transform conflict into intimacy is that when somebody's like, because um, that's the third mistake, by the way, is dealing with the issue on the surface rather than being curious about what's going on underneath. And so we'll use that as an example. I'm not saying you did just argue over it, but if you stay on the issue over uh, on, the issue on the surface, it would have been, this has energy from your ax and it makes me uncomfortable. You shouldn't feel uncomfortable because it's just an object, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, I'm not saying that's what you did, but I'm demonstrating what it means to stay on the surface.
1: I'm the bad guy, just say it. <laughs>
2: And so like the, um, the skill here, how to transform conflict into intimacy is to be able to go deeper and to be like, okay, I understand that you think that it has energy. I'm, able, I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt, but let's go deeper. Like, how does it make you feel when you notice that I have this thing from my ex? How you know? How does that relate to your history in some way? Has this happened to you before? How does this really b- relate to your beliefs? right? Because if she has a belief system about energy, then as you know, beliefs create a reality and that's going to be real for her. Um, And so, you know, if she's not willing to um, get beyond that and, um, you know, because I I always like, like I'm both woo-woo and rational, right? Me too. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So I believe in energy and I believe that objects are just objects, right? I believe both. It's a paradox um if you ask anyway, about-
1: after this interview i'm going to smash this mug to little pieces
2: <laughs> it's just, you know because it's like there's so many relationship coaches that actually advocate that um i mean not necessarily um smashing to pieces but oh, that, that could be fun <laughs> get out your anger that, instead of taking out your anger at your partner destroy your stuff that you don't want yay um but, but um actually have you heard of the wrecking room i think somebody did that um, in New York City, they made a rumor you could just smash stuff. I don't know how that got impacted by COVID.
1: I was but the guy anyway, who started that, actually.
2: Uh, <laughs> I would believe it. You have such an animated personality. But um, so the um, some relationship coaches advocate to get rid of all your stuff from your exes because it has energy. Or what I say is that it, if it has an emotional attachment, if it leaves you kind of like pining after the old person, get rid of it
1: you know because
2: like you don't want anything in your space that reminds you and if it really bothers her and it's not that important to you get rid of it because like it's um the the one of the tools that i teach to couples is to whoever has the stronger opinion on the issue like if you don't really care and she does then she gets her way if you really care and she doesn't then you get your way you know what i mean like it's it's, your battle Right, exactly. Um, but in that case, it's like, if you're really attached to the mug, then I would help you to go deeper. You right. know, I would like, but once you really, cause the thing is once you really understand, it's not like just her beliefs about energy, it's how it impacts her on an emotional level. And if you do want to create a um, a secure attachment with her, I'm not saying you need to get rid of the mug, but you can talk to her about, oh, okay. So you feel insecure. you see things for my ex because you believe that i'm still attached to it so then you either would explain to her that that's not true for you and how you relate to the mug differently and then that might um allow her to ease up around it or it's that maybe if you get down to the need underneath like she wants to feel your devotion to her Mm -hmm. then how could you show her your devotion in another way so she's okay with you having a mug you know, um, and so it's not a black and white issue. It's never about the surface issue. It's not about, you know, like I said, the bug. Um,
1: very rarely, very rarely,
2: rarely. Like that as on the internet, it's not about the nail. I don't know if you see that, but that's hilarious. Um, but it's true <laughs> that it's not about the thing on the surface. It's about your deeper needs, your deeper feelings, your deeper values, your deeper vision for what it is that you want you know to be experiencing and feeling on a deeper level and once both people understand that about each other then there's a win-win solution possible otherwise you're just fighting about the thing on the surface and there's many solutions about the mug right like i said you could have Um, shown her your devotion on a deeper level and she doesn't care about the mug. You could have recognized that like you like the mug so you could buy it yourself and get rid of the old one because it has the energy, you know what I mean? It's $5, who cares? Um, Like there's just so many win-win solutions that are possible if you go deeper. And the, the tool that I teach or the distinction that I teach around resolving conflict is don't try to solve the issue on the surface until you understand everything about her point of view so that she feels really seen and validated. And she understands everything about your point of view so that you feel really seen and validated. So you're like, oh, this other person cares about me. And then there's goodwill between the people. And that's when our creativity comes online for the win-win solution, but not before then. Because before then, if she's mad at you because she she's thinking that you're pining after your ex and. Uh, or just that you're reminded of it by the mug, and you're judging her for being insecure. If you try to
1: create a solution from that
2: place, okay. it's not going to
1: work. You're, you're underlying going to feel resentment. You know, when I was creating a virtual coaching program, Proficio, I had to find out where people are, but I had to, most, just as important, I had to find out where they wanted to go. What, what their goals are. We're going to take a moment to hear from our sponsor, but when we come back, I wanna hear how you teach people how to heal their fighting style and transform conflict into intimacy. You know, that's, that's that has the presupposition that people want to heal, you know, whatever yes. is broken or hurt needs healing because that's harming the relationship. So when yeah. we come back, I wanna hear all about that, Valerie. Mm-hmm. Just a moment for my to hear from our sponsors, thank you.
2: This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio. Ever heard of accelerated learning techniques? What if you learned more deeply than ever before? What if you remembered what you learned far better than ever before? Visit www.proficio.io. That's proficio.io, where you can understand perhaps better than ever before.
1: You are listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with the extraordinary relationship coach, Valerie Green, and she's going to tell us about how she teaches people how to heal their fighting style and transform conflict into intimacy. Let's hear oh, Valerie.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So I mentioned the the two fighting styles that, um, you know, like I said, there's there's four attachment styles, but I like to focus on these two fighting styles, the tiger and the turtle. Uh, cause the fighting styles are about your behavior. Like you, the, t- the tiger either goes on the attack. Um, and what I wanna say is they get caught in this recurring conflict. This cycle is what I like to call it. Um, that the more the tiger goes into attack mode, the more the turtle either gets defensive or withdraws. And then the the tiger Uh, feels more abandoned and disregarded and then gets more angry and then the turtle gets more overwhelmed or flooded and then they withdraw more and so the, the longer this goes on the more of a recurring conflict it is and when when couples are like oh my god we keep having the same fight over and over again maybe we should break up It's that's the point at which it's important to understand that you're caught in a cycle and who this other person is inside of this cycle is not the their best self the cycle brings out the worst in both of you so if you're like you're not who i fell in love with you know i mean yes people change and it's important to grow together but if you're caught in conflict you're not your best self and they're not their best self and it's the cycle that's to blame not each other and so i teach couples how to you know name it like we're caught in the whirlwind or you know, um, and then blame the cycle, like point it out, like we're caught in the whirlwind. And then the skills that both people need to learn how to do in order to transform conflict into intimacy is first of all, that mindset shift about conflict is an opportunity to learn more about yourself, about your own feelings and needs and about the other person and their feelings and needs. And so if you have that mindset shift then the skills that the tiger partner needs to learn, the one who is goes on the attack. And, and first of all, I want to validate that if you're with someone who is withdrawing, everybody, myself included, we have this tendency to be like, "Okay, I don't know who else to connect with them. I just want to get a rise out of them. You know, I want to get. I'll do anything to make them. You know, show up, right? Um, and so I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to make you wrong. If you're caught in that, that's just human nature. It's just the skill to develop is to get in touch with your softer feelings underneath the anger, because anger is a secondary reactive emotion and anger is a completely valid emotion. It's just that, um, making the other person wrong is aggression versus just saying, Hey, I feel angry. Like, that's okay. It's just that underneath anger is shame or, hurt or fear. And if you can soothe that, like, you can't really like soothe anger. I mean, obviously you can get curious about anger. Why am I angry? What it is that I want. And I, you know, society has and is being changed by angry people fighting for what they want. And that's good. I don't want to think that fighting's bad. You want to fight for what you want. Um, And anger is a good emotion. Like every other emotion, it's just important to get in a romantic relationship To the softer feelings underneath, too, because that is what is going to uh, draw the other person closer. I like to say that intimacy is into me see.
1: Yes. Talking about being wrong, you know, as a lover, I don't like to move uh, just because, just to save energy. Is that wrong? She shouldn't, you know, is the other one angry? i don't move of course i'm kidding (laughs) you know um uh, the first course of auxilium is a financial security home study course now in relationships we all want security you want a relationship and that's i think that's what we're striving to have and have a lot of in in that goal right so right and so
2: um security is in relationships kind of like a paradox um because it's important for us to have an individual sense of security that and that's the self soothing which i'll you know go more in detail of and also we all have attachment needs in order to feel secure in a romantic partnership that when i have a softer feeling and desire that you i trust you care that you want to hear it you know not like in the middle of the night or something but that i trust that you'll make time to listen to me, that I matter to you, that um, if I take the risk to share my softer feelings, that you're gonna be curious, that you're going to give me empathy when I'm struggling with something and support, and that you're gonna be my cheerleader when you know the, the attachment research shows that people that have secure attachment are able to take more risks out in the world because they know they have this secure base to be able to, if they fail, that Know the other person will be supportive and help them process that failure so they won't make it mean that they are a failure, and then they'll be able to move on and grow. And so that's what it means to be secure in a relationship. Um, and it's just it's important that both people are able to feel secure on the inside in order to create that security in a relationship, so that's why it's a paradox. It's like, yes you're 100% responsible for your own sense of security. And your partner is also responsible for your sense of security when you're in a committed relationship. And it's both. Just, I mean, you're always your primary caretaker emotionally. And your partner is always your secondary. Um, That's described really well in Richard Schwartz's book, You're the One That You've Been Waiting For. You are the one you've been waiting for, Um, but um, which I highly recommend. But um, so the healing for the tiger, is to be able to create that internal sense of security because tigers fear abandonment. It's a really strong fear. And usually it was created like this fighting was created as a defense to feeling abandoned in some way in the past. And the only way to get the attention of some caretaker from your past was to make a lot of noise. Um, And so it got, uh, that pattern got set off then and it's not your fault because everybody deserves as a child to be attended to children can't feel secure on their own they need to be soothed by an adult and if you got that sometimes but not enough then you usually feel anxious about it and that's the anxious attachment style or, or usually the tiger and if you didn't get it um at all or you know not not at all but like if You know, just sometimes turtles grow up in a family where people just don't talk about feelings. It's like, boys don't cry. It doesn't have to be severe neglect or anything, although sometimes it is, but it's just um, the, so the healing for the um, tiger partner, the one who fights is about developing that internal sense of security so that you can take a risk to express your softer feelings and desires in a way that inspires the other person to come closer. And then the healing for the turtle, which you know usually is the um, either the dismissive avoidant or the fearful avoidant, can be the turtle, or the fearful avoidant is kind of a combination of the two. So sometimes they could be the tiger too. And I want to say too that these are not fixed styles. Um, in one relationship you might be one, and in another relationship you might be another. You know that's why I look at them as skill sets. But we're predominantly set up uh, as a pattern of one depending on how you interacted with your caretakers as a child that you either got attention through fighting uh, through or not fighting but like raising your voice and getting louder or you learn that well people aren't really going to be there for me so I have to learn how to take care of myself and I'm going to be independent and needs are needy and if you have a problem that's your problem, and I'm, I, you know, deal with that on your own. That's more of the belief system of the avoidant and the dismissive avoidant and the turtle, um, the fighting side of the turtle. And so the healing for them is learning how to legitimize feelings and needs. And the same healing is to feel because the the turtle actually feels secure on the inside too. They're just not aware that they feel secure on the inside. On the outside, they seem really confident and independent they're not aware that their nervous system is in flight and that they're actually um, not feeling secure. They think they're secure. And so that's why um, avoidant partners, usually the people that uh, come to me for relationship coaching are more the anxious preoccupied style because they're motivated to learn how to self-soothe because the uh, anxious type is also called preoccupied. Relationships are really important to them and they they're generous and open hearted. It's just that they need to learn how to feel more secure on the inside. The turtle partner usually doesn't believe that relationships are as important as other things. And, you know, work is more important or you know, their their family is important, but like you you want a relationship, but you shouldn't need one, you know. And so it's with the turtle partner, it's more working with their beliefs about um you know legitimizing needs in relationship and then it's learning how to feel their feelings the same skills for the tiger partner the self-soothing and learning how to express themselves in a way that draws their partner closer but also they know how to create healthy boundaries because usually the turtle partner fears being overwhelmed or engulfed or controlled um and so when the tiger partner is coming like you did something wrong you know like which is kind of the the uh, essence of it the turtle partner needs to learn how to say hey i want to hear you it's just that when i'm blamed then it shuts me down so can you please tell me what you want to say in a softer tone of voice, can you please say it in a way that isn't making me wrong? Because I want to hear you. And so they need to learn how to have strong. Both both uh, styles can learn how to have stronger boundaries. But because the turtle partner usually gets easily overwhelmed, they need to learn on their own to do the self-soothing. But in an argument, to be able to say, "Hey, I'm getting overwhelmed. Could we please take a time out?" And then instead of abandoning the a tiger partner, because then that's going to bring up more of their abandonment, abandonment wounds instead of just being like, "Okay, I'm going to take a timeout. I'm out of here." <laughs> um, I've done that, believe me. Um, I've done all these mistakes, uh, but um, they need to learn how to say, "I want to hear what you have to say." Let's take a timeout and come back in an hour. Let's take a timeout and come back within a specific time frame that you agree on, so that the Tiger partner doesn't feel abandoned. And then it's important to learn what to do during that timeout so that you learn how to self soothe and you learn how to get in touch with your softer feelings and desires so that when you're ready to come back, you can have a productive conversation where you work through it and you create a solution together.
1: You know, an interesting thing about turtles is they have a very long lifespan. Oh, <laughs>
2: oh my God, I know they do. <laughs> It's like, a, like longer than humans.
1: <laughs> that was great, Valerie. Okay, we're going to hear, hear from a sponsor and then we're going to come back with our final segment with Valerie Green.
0: This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio. What are the secrets to wealth? Benjamin Franklin taught them, but people are ignorant or just forget. What if you make sure neither afflicts you? Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O. where you can actually become certain you're on your way to wealth. Okay, you're
1: listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with relationship coach Valerie Green. And we're entering into the final segment. By the way, you know, you you, you have such a great statement. I did not want to interrupt you, but it reminded me of a problem that I have is that, you know, talking about fulfilling the needs of, of the other, you know, it seems to me that If I fulfill her needs or if I give a woman pleasure, she's going to expect it next time. And you—that's just another joke, Valerie. I'm I'm sorry. I could—I'm a joke. No, it's actually true. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but I mean, it's something I outgrew. Yes, probably a few years ago, it was true for me. Now it's now it's comedy. (laughs) Uh,
2: Totally. Well, yeah, because we could probably do an interview about expectations. Um, that's, you know, expectations, uh, you know, lead to disappointment and all of that. Oh, totally. Um, <laughs> because um, I, I, I do work mostly with the women. And so, I mean, that's why I'm saying I do believe that. And, and it's about learning how to ask for what you want. Because uh, I want to talk more about what I mean by a need. A need is not like I need you to do something different, like, because that's going into your circle. A need, and I take this from nonviolent communication, a need is an experience you want to have. Um, that you know, I, is it okay if I'm using the example of the mug? It's just it seems like uh, I'll bring
1: the mug back. For those <laughs> of you who are not, or just listening, you've got to go to YouTube and see the mug. It's, <laughs> the, the fox with the heart. It is adorable. Um, so it's handmade like, too, I think.
2: <laughs> right. Um. So I mean, the thing is that if she's saying, "Well, I need you to get rid of it," and you're saying, "I need you to respect my position possessions," that's not a need. That's a strategy. Right. Uh, get something that you need. And so the deeper need for her might be, like we talked about, that she needs to feel secure. She needs to feel desired. She needs to feel prioritized. Um, and so the curiosity would be about, oh, you wanna feel prioritized Okay, What does that look like for you? When, when you're prioritized, well, like, what is your dream about that, you know, which um, you don't have to say what's your dream, but it's like, that's kind of like the, um, although Gottman has an intervention about dreams within conflict, which I love, um, but it's about getting like, what you what does that look and feel like when she has, uh, when she feels prioritized? And and then why is that important to her? And does that relate to her history in some way and her beliefs and all that, like really getting like a, a need is an experience you want to have and what, Is that experience and what does that provide for her that's what a need is and then you can realize there's multiple strategies of meeting that need which that that distinction comes from nbc too, the distinction between a need and a strategy because when you're really in touch with oh my god there's like a thousand solutions you could come up with for her to feel prioritized it really doesn't have anything to do with the mug um and it's the same thing for you like you want to have your possessions respected what does that mean to you What are your beliefs? What are your values? What do you want to experience? Why is that important to you? So once both people really understand that and they can validate each other's point of view on the other side, then that's how you could come up to a solution about money, about the cleanliness, about parenting styles, about quality time versus space. Like there's all these issues that couples fight about that if they just go deeper into what they both need, which is what they want to experience, then there's multiple ways to create that experience, multiple win-win solutions that you can come up with. And so that's, you know, I, it, it's something I'm passionate about is redefining the term of need because it's not like need and need, having a need is not being needy. Being needy means that I'm attached to getting my way <laughs> right. um, versus like, oh, I'm aware that there's many different ways that I could have the experience that I want. And if I'm able to like have that attitude when I communicate it, then we can come up with a solution together. That's the healthy way to look at a need.
1: Excellent. Finally, let's get into the last part of our interview. And uh, what's a key takeaway that a listener can use right now?
2: Great. Um, well, I do have a free gift, and so that's the the takeaway that we'll talk about. But yeah, so the, the but I'll, I'll, I'll describe a little bit about it because I think that is kind of the essence of what people can take away is I made a little acronym uh, out of LOVER, um, the, without the vowels, L-V-R. <laughs> And so um, what that means is that when somebody else is making you wrong, which is usually what starts an argument, or they're just withdrawing, and then you feel upset about that, or there's an issue on the surface, like like about the mug or money or whatever, then you want to listen, that's the L, to the other person's point of view underneath, to those deeper questions that I was saying. Why is your position important to you? How do you feel when you get it? How do you feel when you don't get it? Tell me more about how it relates to your history. Tell me more about what is that need underneath? Like, what do you wanna be experiencing, right? So that's the L part, the LVR. And the V is validate. Validate their point of view, even if you don't agree, because that is important to them. Like you might not agree, um, and I'm not saying you didn't, but like if you were more rational and she was more feeling oriented, maybe she agrees that an old mug has energy and you don't agree. But does it matter? Like from her point of view, the mug has energy. And from your point of view, it's just a thing. And so you need to have her say, okay, I understand from your point of view, it's just a thing. And you need to say to, I mean, not need, but if you want to transform the complex, um, that you can say, oh, I, I get it. It makes sense that the mug has energy and tell me more about that. Like what is energy and how does it affect everything in life? And like, you really wanna validate that this is how she sees things. Then she's gonna feel like you're on her team. So that's the V. And R is to make a request for what you want rather than complaining about what you don't want. (laughs) Or it can be giving reassurance. That like, it's for for her, if she's upset that she would make a request for what she wants, right? And if you're upset, you make a request for what you want. If you're the other person who's listening and the other person's upset, you give reassurance that, okay, I'm committed to meeting your need. Um, Or if you're not, like I care about your needs and I wanna find a solution, like that's reassurance. And that calms the other person down so that you can talk about it. So it's LVR. And that's actually what my free gift is about. If you want to talk
1: about that. that. That's fantastic. I mean, wow! What a useful little acronym, not even acronym. It's a modified word, but yeah. very useful. Very useful. Remember that people LBR. Yeah. Like lover without the vowels. Right. And don't be a selfish lover. Like I joked about earlier, right? You got to give. Oh my God. <laughs> so great stuff. How, how do people contact you and what do they have to look forward to?
2: Great, thanks so much. Yeah, so my website is coachvaleriegreen.com, and I think you'll put the link to that underneath, right? So I don't want to spell it out, um, but uh, there's an e at the end of green. And um, on there, I actually have three free gifts. So um, I have one for women, one for in one for women in committed relationships, one for couples, and one for single women. Um, so the, that's the best way to reach out to me is just the contact page on my website, or you can email me at Valerie at coachvaleriegreen.com. And, um, I do have a free gift and I, um, I created it like six years ago. So it's cute. Cause you'll see me in a cute little detective hat, but, <laughs> um, I, I wear a detective hat cause it's a video training about. Three steps to transform conflict into intimacy, which are basically the LVR, right? Um, and or to fighting to fulfillment, you know, I don't know, the three steps to transform conflict. Um, and it's a video training, and I really demonstrate how to apply those three steps. I also have an infographic that you can just put on your phone with the LVR. So, like, if you're in the middle of a conflict you can take out of your phone and then they'll make you wrong for taking out your phone and why are you taking out your phone when you should be talking to me just kidding um you can tell them this beforehand hey i have this acronym on my phone that i'm going to take out when we're in the middle of a conflict and it'll really help us solve it let's learn it together you know and that could be fun because it's like a cute little cartoon um and it really has this uh, LVR in it. And so then you can have it in your back pocket, how to resolve a conflict anytime you want. Um, and then the, uh, the free gift also includes an e-course where I go more in depth about the tiger and the turtle and what are the steps for each partner to take in order to resolve the conflict and additional resources that you can go to besides me because, you know, uh, I can't help everyone. Um, although I want to. um, I mean, of course, that's a belief. Okay, I can't help everyone. Might change energetically, you know. I want my um, my energy. If we're going to go in the energy direction, to be able to uh, connect people to their hearts and to their higher selves across the planet, and um, that is my intention. Of course,
1: such wonderful assistance. Valerie you've been a wonderful guest and it's so great to reconnect with you because you know we're friends for some time we're on similar journeys we're both well I'm middle-aged you're much younger than me but uh, we've known each other uh, for some time and I I really love it how our careers have flourished and we've prospered you know in parallel to each other so um, it's really wonderful to have you on the podcast I urge you any viewer or listener to go to your website coach com. that's with an e at the end of green and get your your free gifts which sound excellent or they can go to your your, your social media facebook twitter linkedin mm-hmm. youtube but probably going to the website would be easiest
2: yeah um, and if you post the link below because it's a uh, c-o-a-c-h-v-a-l-e-r-i-e-g-r-e-e-n-e.com it's not um there's another valerie green who is a uh, also um a, a wonderful teacher about uh, how to um i mean she's a stroke survivor and you know so she's passionate about helping people with that issue so i just want to make going.
1: sure people have the right valerie green <laughs> we're gonna have to get rid of her okay we'll talk about that after the podcast Oh yeah. I mean, god, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know do
2: I, I actually really want to get to, to meet her <laughs> just because it's, it's cool that we're both Valerie Greens and when you google Valerie Green we both come up and so I'm like oh it'd be nice to meet her
1: <laughs> Valerie thank you so much for being on the podcast I really appreciate it you want to say goodbye to the audience
2: yes i mean i really want to empower everybody that you have the tools within yourself to ha- create the relationship you want and that's what i stand for and i invite everybody to reach out to me and i just wish that you have the most self love and love filled day
1: You have been a most wonderful guest. I really appreciate it. And I want to remind everyone that every one of us is responsible for ourselves and we can all use some help. Thanks, Valerie. See you guys next time.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning into the self-help coaching podcast where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.